Welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tales. Hey yo. So cool. I think that's the only noise either of us do. <laughs> like there's no other horn. It's just I did that um, at work today and somebody made fun of me. <laughs> look, if you if you're cool and hip, you do it. Otherwise, you're lame. So, <laughs> yep. Get with the times. That's Yep, that's 1,000% true. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Okay, Chelsea, how's your week been? Oh, let me just tell you. Let me. (laughs) So, everyone. Taryn already knows this story. So, Taryn called me. I was on the phone with her when I (laughs) Taryn called me, like, an hour, hour and a half ago. I was like, well, she texted me first. like, Chelsea, do you want an ice cream cone? I'm like, am I a monster? Of course I want an ice cream cone. So she called me and she's like, well, I'm going to go get an ice cream cone. You should also go get an ice cream cone. And then we're basically going to get ice cream together. So, of course, I immediately got in my car to get an ice cream cone. Um, so I drove to my local McDonald's. Um, <laughs> and I was like, hello, one ice cream cone, please. And they were like, great, one ice cream cone. So I pull up to my window and I pulling out my money to pay for my ice cream cone and the lady's like um the car in front of you paid for your food for you and it was only a dollar fifty but you know what by golly that's the first time anyone has ever paid for my food and it made my day and i ate a free ice cream cone and i'm so happy (laughs) she almost cried i did all i i legitimately almost cried i was like God is real and in the, <laughs> the details because I needed that ice cream cone today. <laughs> oh man, yeah, after telling me details, you did need it. Well, <sighs> nothing, I've never had that happen to me before. Like, that's not. I think a... it's happened to me once and it was at McDonald's and I got an ice cream cone. Wow. Everyone go to McDonald's and get an ice cream cone. And get an ice cream cone, see what <laughs> happens. And I was eating my $5 freaking. Dairy Queen Blizzard because they didn't have chocolate ice cream. I just wanted a swirl cone. Nope. But they didn't have chocolate ice cream working. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'll get a Blizzard. It really honestly wasn't worth it. But it's fine. It's fine. It was really it's fun, fun, though. Chelsea got a free ice cream cone. That's all that really matters. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, what was the highlight of your week, Taryn? Um, I started school again this week yesterday when this comes out it will be almost a week um i'm exhausted i always forget the so this is my fourth year teaching and i always forget how tiring the first week is even if you've been on your feet and you've been doing stuff all summer there's something different about standing up and walking around and talking for seven hours straight That just, there's no way to prepare for it. And so the first week, I'm always so tired. Plus, you're, like, mentally trying to remember a billion and a half kids' names. Oh, my gosh. I'm so bad at remembering names. I feel so bad for my kids. I really want to just get name tags and just, you have to wear a name tag for the first quarter. Because (laughs) there's nothing worse than being three quarters into a school year. And looking at a kid and being like, I cannot remember your name. I love you. I can tell you lots of details about your life. Cannot, cannot remember your name. That's why I just call him like Buckaroo or something. Hey, bud. What's up, homie? (laughs) Hey, pal. You mind? Oh, gosh. Giving me homework so you don't fail? Yeah. Um, So that's been, that's been this week. It's been really weird. I'm at a different school. I kind of changed work a little bit, so making some adjustments. Um, my husband's been sick the last couple of days, so that's sad. But my birthday is this weekend. Is in like two days. Yeah. Again, it'll be before this episode comes out, but <laughs> yeah, my birthday's this on July 24th, and I'm very excited. Except if my husband's sick, I he has the whole day planned. He hasn't told me what we're doing. He just told me I'm not allowed to do anything or plan anything. And you're not allowed to be sick. Um, <laughs> and I'm not allowed to be sick, but also he can't be sick. If he's sick, that kind of ruins the plans too, I'm sure, as he is probably involved in 
said plans. Prob- I mean, hopefully involved in said plans. Yeah, I hope so. I do kind of like him. Minor details. I was, yeah. Somebody called, what, so it was talking, somebody was talking to me the other day and they were like, oh, like you still like your husband? I'm like, we have been married for 10 Not months. Not even a year. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't like him, that would be a problem. Potentially problematic. Yeah, no, I really like him. He's super great. Currently taking a biology exam. I got kicked out of the house because I was too loud. <laughs> it's fair. Which fair. Meant. But my favorite <laughs> thing that he did this week was today I was making dinner. Um, and he was helping. But I was like mixing up the Brussels sprouts that I was making. And he, I all of a sudden hear the TV turn on and he like presses play on a DVD and I hear the Harry Potter theme song and I like immediately turn around and make eye contact with him. And he was like, you're going to start singing, huh? And I just like start doing da da And so he voluntarily turned on Harry Potter and I don't think I've ever loved him more. Wow. Yeah, it was beautiful. We only got to watch a little bit because I had to leave so he could take a test. But we're on the seventh one because I've been re I've been binge listening to them. And so we just started up on the movies where I was at. So we watched the fifth one. He watched the sixth one without me today. <laughs> he was sick, so I'll give him a pass. But I'm slaving away at work and he was dying and got to watch it. Got to and watch it. And then Harry came Potter. home and he turned on the first or the book seven part one. Wow. So. I know, I'll forgive him. My boss at work today was like intentionally riling me up about Harry Potter because he was like Fantastic Beats Fantastic Beast is just as good as of a story as like Harry Potter and I was like No, sir, that is not correct. I was like, as what's much- wrong with them? And I was like, look, <laughs> they're so inconsistent canonly like it doesn't none of those movies make any sense great good movies enjoy them do not make any sense in the context of harry potter and then and then of course we got into cursed child and it was like a whole thing and i pretty much spent my whole lunch break trying to educate this poor man on why he was wrong and i was right (laughs) (laughs) i do enjoy fantastic beasts and where to find them but they're not connected like no you have to you have to separate them mm-hmm. because then you just get you get mad like something that i just thought of this week is i'm reading the books and um mrs weasley is making dinner and she's asking people for help because she still has to cook the food right right they can't just like magic food that's not how it works what happens in the first Fantastic Beasts movie? Like, 70 years before Molly Weasley is making 15 people food? What's her bucket? Just, like, waves so, a wand and there's dinner done. And I'm like, nope, that's that's not how no. that works. And I know J.K. Rowling that, probably, like, That is, like, like, the least of the that. issues. <laughs> I know, but that's something that bothered me, Chelsea. It's the little things. Speaking of that, because freaking in the Fantastic Beast movies, it has Dumbledore teaching defense against the dark arts, even though, canonly, he's never taught that. Like, he was- I didn't think so. No, he taught- I'm trying- I think it was Transfiguration. Like, he doesn't- I remember. I'm- I'm 80% sure that he teaches Transfiguration. What class did Dumbledore teach at Hogwarts? is an expert at transfiguration. Having taught this subject before becoming headmaster. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and they're freaking just like, yeah, he probably taught Defense Against the Dark Arts because we're obsessed with that from the books, I guess. And my other thing, oh, they're like, it'll be so fun if we have a little McGonagall cameo. False. There is no physical way the McGonagall could have been around at Hogwarts as an adult in that time period. It doesn't. Yeah. How old? Cause she doesn't, she's not as powerful as Dumbledore. So she doesn't live as long as he does. 
No, he. Uh, how old is how old is Dumbledore? Look, how Dumbledore. old is Dumbledore? <laughs> so hi, young. welcome to our Harry Potter episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not supposed to be our Harry Potter episode. No. That but... they are not becoming secret, secret, secrets. Um. <laughs> So Rowling said in an interview that Dumbledore was about 150 years old, but on her website, she states that Dumbledore was born in 1881, making him either 115 or 116 at the time of his death. She's just so inconsistent. And why did she ever put her name on Harry Potter and the Cursed Child? That is, I argue, ladies and gentlemen, I argue (laughs) the dumbest thing any human being has ever done and i will not go into my hour-long rant but it that book has made me more angry than any other book or media thing in my life wow i have so many feelings about that book and none of them are positive um to slightly change the subject for 0.5 seconds i went to google how old is professor mcgonagall and to show you that i was a history teacher is my first suggested one was how old was Gavrilo Princip when he killed Franz Ferdinand. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a history teacher. (laughs) Okay. How old was Professor McGonagall? I really care about this. If Professor McGonagall was born in 1935. No! She wasn't even born. She wasn't even born. She was 46 years old. And then she also aged. (laughs) Yeah. And then to take it a step further, some people are like, well, maybe it's like an ancestor. Right. Which I was like, oh, that would be interesting. But But no, that doesn't that doesn't make any sense either, because for them to have the same last name, it would have to have been on the paternal side. But if you look at McGonagall's, if you look at McGonagall's story. Her dad was a muggle. She's because she's a half blood. Her dad was a muggle. So anyone with the last name McGonagall would not have been a witch or wizard. Because her dad didn't know anything about the wizarding world. So because then I was like, well, maybe it's like, uh, you know, Lily and Petunia situation where like one of them was, one of them wasn't. But I'm like, there's a whole thing about her parents' story on J.K. Rowling's website, and it's fine. I spent a lot of time looking at this. <laughs> My point is, is that it makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. I really wish that I was recording this video so I could show you guys how frustrated (laughs) Chelsea is. Like, I could... But let me just go into Harry Potter and the Cursed Child for like five minutes. Just You have five five seconds. (laughs) Why would Voldemort... (laughs) ever want to have a child why his the entire point his life's purpose has been to live forever so why would he then want to have a child with bellatrix lestrange that could potentially rival him for power he would not he would never ever do that that is all i also feel like he wasn't really fully human after all of like it like i don't think i don't really i can't maybe this is what wrong to say i can't really picture voldemort being like horny at all like maybe that's just not in the book i'm sure there's a fan fiction i am 1000 percent sure there's a fan fiction but it's just it just doesn't really make sense to me no and i just feel like i feel like also there's so many things. Like, I could go into, like, Harry's treatment of his son and so many other things. Like, the inconsistency of time travel between a third Harry Potter book and Cursed Child is, like, disgusting. And the fact that, like, <laughs> the fact that Hermione becomes a bitter old woman because she doesn't marry Ron is bullcrap. And it's so disrespectful to her character. But the thing that really kills me- Did I forget that they don't get married? Because, okay, because it goes back in time multiple times, right? So you see, like, five or six different... Oh, I blocked most of this out. Yeah, and in one of the timelines, somehow, 
Ron and Hermione don't end up together and Hermione becomes like this super bitter old woman and it makes me so angry because Hermione, Hermione would freaking our, rule the world. She did not need Ron. Yeah. Our queen would like, never spend the rest of her life being sad about Ron. And one of the in one of the timelines they go back to the Triwizard tournament and they're like, "Oh, if if we make sure that Cedric Diggory loses the second task, then he won't tie with Harry in points and Harry will beat him to the cup and then Cedric Diggory won't die. So like, it'll be great because then he won't die. Then they go back to the future and it's like, oh, Cedric Diggory was so embarrassed about losing the second task that he became a death eater. And like, I was like, you're telling me that the guy who belongs to the Hogwarts house, whose main Hufflepuff. thing, whose main thing is fairness and loyalty, was like, "Oh no, I lost a competition. Murder everyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, my Hufflepuff pride refuses to stand here and be told." But he, like, was so embarrassed about losing the stupid... No, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. That is all. Um, I'm gonna be done now because I'm so angry. I don't think we have ever talked about the Cursed Child together. I try not to talk about. I try not to talk about because it makes me so mad. We've been... I remember when The Cursed Child came out because I bought my copy in Times Square at the Barnes & Noble. That's cool. Because my sister had just moved to New York and she needed help moving out because her husband had gone out before before them, but she had just had a baby a month before. So I carried my little nephew, I held him on the plane, and I went out with him and was there for a week. Uh, And so the one thing I wanted to do was going to Times Square to the Barnes and Noble and I needed to get a copy of The Curse of Child. So I was so excited. And so that was what? That was like, five, when did it come out? It was, it's been four or five years. Probably five years. I just can't years. believe that in all of those years, we've never talked about it. <laughs> I, I read it once. So, okay, here's actually a really funny story. Anyone who knows me will be actually shocked by this story. Um... So I was short on tuition one semester. And so I was working Gasp. as a grocery. Is that the shocking part? No, no. I was working <laughs> as as a cashier during the nights. I had like my job during the day in school. And then at nights I would was working as a cashier at the local grocery store um, in order to help pay for life. Um, and I... I don't really talk to people I don't know. I'm not particularly extroverted or outgoing. Um, And I wanted to buy Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, but I had zero monies, negative monies. Um, And I was so upset about it. And I was talking to one of my friends who was going to school in Hawaii. And she was like, Chelsea, you have to, you have to like use this job to like get numbers. And I was like, I'm sorry, I will not be doing that. I'm not picking up guys as I check them out at the grocery store. That's really like an all-time low for me. That's obviously, this classy. is This is like obviously before I knew my husband. Um, and she Rachel was like, "No, Chelsea, you have to do it. It'll be so funny. It'll be such a good story." And I was like, "I will, am not going to do that. Absolutely not. Under zero circumstances." And she's like, "What if I offer to buy you a copy of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child?" Oh my gosh. And I was like, "I don't know." mentally debating i was like okay one number i will get one number and you have to buy me this copy of the book and she was like deal so i'm like oh my checking i know this friend of- and i'm like not shocked that she did that <laughs> no no this is my friend who like bets me to do all these stupid things all the time and i usually say no but then she sometimes i do the stupid stuff like this so I'm, like, checking all of these boys out because it's, like, the first week of school. So all of the moms are, like, helping move their, like, freshman sons into the dorms, you know? And so their moms are all there buying them groceries, like, as they move into their apartment. So I'm, like, sitting there 
And I was like, oh, where are you from? Or I'm assuming, like, you know, what's, where are you going to school? Because obviously you're here for school. And they're like, oh, I'm going to here. I'm like, oh, where are you living? So I'm living here. I'm like, oh, I live, like, right across the street from there. And I'm, like, practicing, like, hyping myself up. And finally, (laughs) this poor boy, I'm, like, talking to his mom. I'm not even talking to him. I'm talking to his mom. And his mom turns to him and goes, I won't say his name. I still know. I still remember. I will say, like, Jackson. She's like, Jackson, she's so cute. Get her number. (laughs) And this kid goes, beat red. (laughs) And I go, beat red. And finally, she, like, she's like, get get her number. Get her number. And he's like, mom, shut up. And I was like, (laughs) finally, I was like, I have to do this. I need the book. So I put on <laughs> I put on my insane hat and was like, well, if you want my number, I can like give you a tour of campus sometime and like walk through your like classes with you if you want. Chelsea. I know. I was so bold of me. And he was like, and his mom was like, of course he'll do that. <laughs> You're like, kid, so, I just need your number. I need a book. So- <laughs> So this boy writes down his number, gives it to me, because I'm working, so I can't, like, stop, because I don't have my phone on. I wasn't allowed to have my phone on me. So he gives me his number, and I was like, thank you. And they, like, leave, and uh, never saw him again, never spoke to him, never texted him. Uh, you just were using him. 1,000% used him, but I got my copy of Harry Potter and the Cursed Shop. I took a picture of his number. I had to get proof of verification sent to Rachel before she would send me my book but I did it and that is how I got my copy of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child oh my gosh (laughs) and I've I like never tell that story because I'm so embarrassed by like that is amazing that is the most out of character thing I have ever heard you do I was I was so embarrassed I was like I hate myself right now but I need that book so that's anyway that's that story so this is just my random story of giving a guy my number um I never did stuff like that either like that is also out of character because we're the same person because we're the same person (laughs) one time though I was in Thatcher which is in southeast, would you call it southeast Arizona? Yeah. So that's where my grandparents live, um, some of my aunts and uncles. It's just this little town. And so I went down there, and we always go to the same restaurant, Casa Manana. And a few years ago, I don't even remember how long ago it was, we were sitting there, and our waiter, all of the, all, there's a little college down there called Eastern Arizona College, and all of the all of the waiters work at, or, or go to school at EAC and so this guy come he's our waiter he was pretty cute um and my uncle was like you should give him your number and I was like no no I don't even live here why would I give him my number and he's and I think he made a joke about make like wanting me to move down there and so I should marry this guy I'm sure he did. That's just my uncle. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, like, if he told me he would give me something or not. I feel like he had to have bribed me because I don't think I would have done this on my own free will. But I blocked, like blocked out most from of your this memory. story. <laughs> it is so traumatizing. So I took out a pen from my backpack or my bag and I wrote on a napkin, no. Hey, I think you're cute. Call me. <laughs> Wait, when was this? I don't know. It was a few years ago. (laughs) You know what's worse? He called me. He called me, like, after he got off of his shift. And it was the most uncomfortable phone call of my life. Oh, my Because he called. And I was like, hey, who is this? And he was like, oh, I think his name was Adam or something. I can't remember. If I asked my uncle, I'm sure he'd remember. I'm sure he knew his mom oh or something. Oh my gosh. But he called me and we talked and I was like waiting for him to be like, hey, want to go get like, where are you from? Do you want to go get ice cream or something? Like anything. No. Nope. 
he just talked to me and I it was like super uncomfortable and I was like well thanks for calling have a good day bye and that was it <laughs> so that is and then I never so did anything good. like that ever again I no. left that small town and I never looked back never looked I've back. gone back multiple times but <laughs> not for that not for the waiter oh my gosh that is so good I I forgot about that Oh my god! I had blocked that from my mind. <laughs> I can't even imagine doing that. I mean, I guess technically I kind of did that, but like, his mom made us, so it was fine. Yeah, his mom was there. This was just me writing. I wrote on a napkin. Chelsea. On the napkin. That is that is iconic, Taryn. I am so impressed. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh I my hate myself gosh. a little bit for it. Here's yeah. the thing. I'm the kind of person is like. I just assume that nobody actually wants to talk to me. Oh, yes. Like. Yes. I'm like, I need a, I need a box for my leftover food, but like, they look so busy and I don't want to bother them. I don't want to be a burden on this waiter, so I'll just like not ask for a box and then just like be sad as I walk out because I don't have a way to take any of my food home. Legitimately did that. I've, I. Scoop it up in your hand and carry I, it home. I don't do that anymore. I've gotten <laughs> better. Mostly because I got married and my husband was like, I will not ask for a box for you. Because I usually just made someone else ask for it for me. So that I wouldn't have <laughs> to do it. And Coleman was like, Chelsea, you are in your 20s. You have to be able to ask a waiter for a to-go box on your own. And I was like, you're the worst. And he's like, I love you too. And I've learned <laughs> and I can do it now. Shout out to my husband for teaching me to be a more assertive person. <laughs> I've done that so many times. I will I will ask for anything for a friend. You need ketchup, I will get 10 packets of oh, ketchup yeah. for you. Oh yeah. If I need ketchup, I will just eat dry fries. <laughs> like, nope. If it's not it's in a so bucket for me rude. to walk by and grab... I'm not getting it. It's so true. Oh I too gosh. have gotten better though. Oh my gosh. Um, the intent of this episode was to be about some of our favorite childhood books, like books that you thrived on in like elementary school, junior high, like when you were really young. Um, cause I I'm just. Here's here's what inspired this, because we were talking about what to do for this Tuesday Tales, and we were going to do some, like, sci-fi short stories or something, but then my mother-in-law was throwing out a bunch of books, and she was like, hey, do you want any? And she had, like, 50 different Magic Treehouse books, and I was like, um, we will not be throwing those out. <laughs> so yeah, I, took, I took all of them, and I'm keeping them, and that is what inspired me to be like, we should do a podcast on some of these books because they don't get talked about on book talk, obviously, because they're for like 10 year olds, but like, they were so good. They were so we loved they're them. classic. Like, and we don't really want to like review them because right. they're all five stars. They're um, fantastic. Or zero stars. Some of them were real bad <laughs> looking back. <laughs> some of them you don't want to reread because you just need to keep it in that childhood nostalgia perfection yes yes like oh. do i want to go back and read the click series again absolutely not but was it mm -hmm. my absolute favorite in eighth grade yes <laughs> absolutely it was okay chelsea oh. start us off what was the first what was the first series that you wanted to talk about okay First one I wanted to talk about was Magic Treehouse because yes, let me naturally. tell you, um, the alliteration, first of all, <laughs> in these titles, fifth grade me, not even fifth grade, like second grade me, was obsessed with Pirates Past Noon and Dinosaurs Before Dawn, and it was just so good. Um, I actually just reread dinosaurs oh dinosaurs before dark i'm a fool now terrible um i read it during the halftime show or ha not halftime show the halftime of the sons bucks game 
took me like 15 minutes maybe (laughs) to read but i was like the part it always starts where like they climb into the treehouse and then it like teleports them and she uses the same phrase and was like and then everything was still absolutely still and i would have like such childhood flashbacks to like me reading this and i was like this is so dramatic or i was like oh my gosh it's happening as if it didn't happen every single book (laughs) and i i loved these things i loved them i plowed through these books i remember the the nights one i remember it's the cover was dark it was nighttime and there was a night on the front i remember that story i remember the egyptian one the pirates one i know i didn't i didn't read all of them there was also ooh i this is a random connection the i remember the first the only time i got like a hard cover magic treehouse book was the serpent one you know what I'm talking about? I know exactly which one you're talking about. <laughs> I remember oh holding gosh. it. And that's when I learned that I can't read in cars because I get car sick. Because I was trying to read that book on the way home from either the library that I got it or maybe my mom bought it oh for me. That I was trying to read and I got a terrible headache and I thought I was going to throw up. And my mom's like, oh, you probably get car sick when you read. And I was like, my mind was blown that I couldn't just read in a car. So crazy. I I know exactly. I got that one, and I can't remember the name of it, but it's, like, the ice court, and there's, like, a wizard sitting on, like, an ice throne mm-hmm. on the cover. I got that one hardcover at the same time that I got the serpent one, and I, I was, like, in heaven. I was, like, this is the coolest book ever made. What, anyway. was, the, what was the serpent one called? Magic Tree House with oh. Serpent on Front. Oh, this is not what I remember it looking like. Summer of the Serpent. Oh, there it is. Summer of the Sea Serpent. I thought, like, I that was the only time I ever held a hardcover Magic Treehouse book. They were just always paperback at the little Montessori school that I was going to. Yeah. <laughs> How many are there total? There's, like, 50 plus. There's a million of them. Because it's split into two parts. Because there's, like, the original ones... And then later on, they became um, the Merlin missions, which were different. I mean, it's the same kind of principle, like, they get in the treehouse. But I, they're a little bit different, and I can't quite remember There are 54. Why. There are 54 said, Magic Treehouse books. I will someday own all of them and force my children to read them. Okay, okay, anyway, moving on. <laughs> Yeah, Magic Treehouse, those freaking loved those growing up. Um, what, what was the first book that you kind of remember reading growing up? The first book I remember reading? Not like the first, but like what, what's one of those main ones that you feel like defined so, you? So I don't know why this book, I know I read the Chronicles of Narnia in mm-hmm. elementary school. I remember... I remember exactly what my library looked like, and I remember exactly which section it was in. But that's, like, we're not going to talk about the Chronicles of Narnia because that's, like, everybody, everybody, a lot of people read that. But the other one that I very distinctly remember reading in fifth grade was a book called The Dra- or Dragon Rider by Cornelia Fumke. Or Funk or Funky. I think it's Fumke, though. <laughs> I really want it to be Fumke. Just makes me think of Arrested Development. And I cannot tell you the whole plot of this book. I also can't tell you what I ate for breakfast. But I, there are a few scenes in that book that I like very distinctly remember. I know at one point they're on a boat. I don't know what they're doing. He's climbing over a boat, the kid. But... I, I remember that being the longest book I had read. It was like 500 pages from my memory. Let me fact check that. Fifth grade Taryn's brain probably didn't remember that in actual correct detail. Oh, yeah, it's 527 pages. Hey, yo. My, my memory was correct. That's not very, that's not, very, that doesn't happen very often. Look at um, you, yo. 
so I don't remember. Like, that's it. That's all I remember. There are specific scenes that I can picture, like them hiding in an alley, trying to find a disguise. And I know that there was a blue <laughs> dragon on the front. But I remember reading that and thinking, I need a dragon. Which I think of every time I read a book with a dragon in it. But we all need fifth some grade me was like, I need a dragon. And that was like my real introduction into fantasy. Because I had mm-hmm. read the Chronicles of Narnia. But that wasn't, that wasn't like the same. But that I think was my first book that got me into my imagination. And I think that's why I remember it so distinctly. Is because it like kickstarted my, my brain. And like making having to picture what I was reading. Yep. Yeah. I feel like the first the first one from like Dragon Book for me was Aragon. But it's quite yeah, a bit later. Look at you. That was quite a bit later. I was in like eighth yeah. grade. You know what up uh, so the other book, if I can give another book really quick. Yeah. In fifth grade, I think fifth grade was the same year. It was called The Penderwicks. Let me look up who wrote it. Oh. Did you ever read that one? That sounds super familiar. So I'm no, having... I lied. I'm thinking of Spiderwick. Just kidding. Oh no, those scared. Totally me. different. <laughs> it's there by Jean Birdsall. So it's these girls. I think it's three or four sisters. I can't remember, but their dad, like they normally have a summer home, but I think they don't have enough money for it or something, so they have to go to a different home for the summer. And it's, like, way smaller. I can't remember, but they, like, become friends with this boy and they go on adventures. Oh, that sounds fun. And the only scene that I really remember is at some point one of them gets stuck in a bullpen. And they have to, like, run and, like, jump over the fence. <laughs> I I also remember what condo I was living in because I think that's the same time that I burnt macaroni in the microwave because i forgot to put water in the bowl with it wow my mom still reminds me of this (laughs) it's so funny to me the random things about our childhood or like the random like scenes from these books that we remember from like ages ago yeah it's so weird it's it's amazing to me what my brain decides to keep like why do i smell burned macaroni when i think of this book oh because i burned macaroni that week or around this same time yeah see and i feel like that's how i feel about like there's so many of them that like i I didn't want to like highlight in this episode like the, the bailey kids um bailey school kids animorphs like those among the hidden are those are like books like I know that I read, I know I loved them with all of my heart. Can tell you next to nothing about them. Mm-hmm. Next to nothing. Like there's just like like you said like random scenes that I distinctly I know it happened in that book. Like, did you ever read Molly Moon's incredible book of hypnotism? No, that doesn't even sound familiar to me. Oh my gosh, this was another book. I just remembered this. So it's this girl who finds this book on hypnotism, rips out a page and steals it, and she, like, hypnotizes her way through life. Like, she only steals the page of how to hypnotize people with making eye contact. Oh. So she can, like, just look at people. And then (laughs) she can hypnotize them. And she's, like, an elementary school kid. Like, she's not old, from what I can remember. And I remember the scene that somehow she hypnotizes her way into, like, basically a Broadway musical. And so she hypnotizes people into believing that she has a good voice. And then she takes over the lead from this girl that gets kicked out because she hypnotizes people into thinking that she's way better. And she inserts a scene at the beginning of the musical that includes her singing like look into my eyes and then everybody looks at her and she hypnotizes the entire crowd oh my into thinking gosh. she sounds good 
except for like one little girl on the front row who leaves and she's like she sounded terrible and everybody was like what are you talking about and she's like that was the worst (laughs) do i remember anything else from that book no but i remember that scene very distinctly that's so funny to me like oh children's books man yeah there are some kids books like i said earlier that you you like for the nostalgia but you don't really ever need to go back and read but then there are others that I don't care what age you are, they are timeless, and they are amazing, and everyone should read Chasing the Falconers <laughs> by Gordon Corman. It is, this book is 154 pages of, like, large children's print. And it's, like, six inches tall. <laughs> and I, to this day, stand by... The fact that I think it's one of the most entertaining series of my childhood and of my life. It was so good. Like, I randomly think about this series all the time. I think it's like five books. Might be six. They're not long. The premise of this book, guys, (laughs) is these two brothers. No, two brothers. A brother and a sister. It's two siblings who their parents get framed as terrorists. And so it opens with them being stuck on this juvie farm out in the middle of Kansas. And you learn that like their parents have been framed for like the crime of the century. The entire country like hates their family. Like the rest of their aunts and uncles like refuse to take them in because they didn't want to be associated with them. And the state was like, we don't really know what to do with you, so we'll, like, stick you on a juvie farm, I guess. And so they're like, we didn't even do anything. And then one day, the brother accidentally burns the farm down. And his little sister who's, like, eight, it's like, Aiden, we have to go on the run and prove our parents' innocence, and then the FBI will have to let them go. And he's like, Okay, so they go on the run. (laughs) They go on the run and, like, start unraveling this mystery of, like, who set their parents up. And it was was surprisingly well-thought-out plot, interesting character development. Like, it's surprisingly well-written children's book. And Gordon Corman does not get enough credit for as good of a writer as he is. And I'm not joking. I will probably reread this whole series in the next week because I thought about it. I thought about it and I was like, you know what? Timeless, classic, amazing. Everyone should go read it. And then you'll be like, you know what? You were right, Chelsea. This is such a good series. I want the whole world to read it. And I'll be like, I know, right? And then we'll be friends and Gordon Corman should love me and sign my copies of his books. (laughs) If you have read this book, please message us. So I've never heard of these. And Chelsea would love to talk to you. I have never met another soul who has read these books. Not one. Ever. In my life. And I don't understand because they're so good. Well, send me your copy. And I'll read it and then I'll send it back. (laughs) I'm going to mail them to you. They're just so sassy. Like, I love this duo. Like page five like he's talking about like the juvie farm that they're on and he's like reflecting on how dumb it was that the u.s government was like we don't know what to do with these two children so instead of putting them in foster care like normal people because no one would take them they put them in juvie they give them like a fake identity and stick them in juvie and he was like we've been banished to this stupid old mcdonald had a jail mingling with dangerous offenders (laughs) It's so, and it's just, it's so good, guys. And Aiden, the older brother, is my spirit animal. And it's fine. (laughs) I love how much you love this. I just, it makes me love it. Like, I love it, but it makes me so confused why no one else in the world has heard of it. Cause I okay, cause I owned all of them except for the fourth one, and so 
like two or three years ago, I was really annoyed because I wanted to reread them and I couldn't find the fourth one. So I looked it up on Amazon and there was a used, I couldn't find a new copy. I could only find used copies. So I bought a used copy for a penny. No way. I bought it. I had to pay for shipping. So it ended up being like $5. Still. But, but the book itself was a penny. And I was like, hey, yo. And <laughs> It completed my series, and I immediately reread them, even though I was 21 years old, and these books are designed for eight-year-olds, but it's fine, and I loved it. Every second of it. Loved it. That is all. I want to read them now. They have a 4.06 on Goodreads. As, as well they should. The The first word on the like synopsis is fugitives. Fugitives. So that's what it says on the back cover. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So I am apparently having a lot of strong emotions today. Yeah, about I love it. Some of these, I'm. I just, it happens sometimes, <laughs> but it's fine. So the other two series, the only other two series that I have written down specifically to bring up, but there's a lot we can read the other ones too. The first one is the Click series. I blame this book for half of the attitudes of the girls in my junior high. <laughs> because I thought that they were so cool. I'm reading these and I felt like I was Claire. So Claire is the like lame one who lives in Massey's. I think it's Massey, which is a dumb name. Um, <laughs> I li She lives in like their, I, if I remember right, they have like a house in their backyard, like a guest house. And they're, too poor to have their own house so they have to rent a house so poor. oh my god and she wears keds is that the shoe <gasps> yeah she wears keds which i didn't know was a real shoe until like i remember asking my mom about it i was like can i get some keds she's like what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> um but so she's trying to be it's like mean girls for junior high kids because Massey and her little clique all like they're the cool girls in their junior high and then they like adopt Claire and try to like make her up and all this different stuff but there's a bunch of books let me see if I can I have the googled it there's a the there's a lot of them up. Yeah, and I remember when she came out with like the individual books for each of the girls in the posse and I just I I loved them there was a summer I got grounded from reading because I was binging <laughs> the the series because my dad's like you have to go outside I'm like no why would I want to no. go outside and he's like I can go outside in my head and leave <laughs> yeah right and so I loved them so much but I'm sure if I picked one up now so problematic oh I'm and sure. i didn't and i didn't want to be the popular girls i didn't like the popular girls i just loved the drama it was like a reality <laughs> tv show for me because i wasn't allowed to actually watch reality tv that's oh it did gosh. you read them i never i've never even heard of them oh my gosh they made a movie it was terrible but they made a movie <laughs> of the first book I remember oh because I, I, being the jerk, like, high schooler, I was like, the girls aren't even pretty that they casted. Because they casted, like, actual oh teenagers. It wasn't. But I remember in the movie, they have a scene where, like, Claire wears, she convinces her mom to buy these, like, white pants for the first day of school because they're super hip. Remember when white jeans and, like, colored jeans were really in? Yeah, let's never bring that back. Oh, um, yeah. Oh yeah, and so she convinces her mom to to wear these jeans, and Claire's like getting attention, and so Massey like puts red paint on her bum, on her oh. white pants. So she gets oh, up to go to the front no. of the class, and the teacher's like, "Um, you need to go to the nurse." And she's like, "What are you talking oh, about?" I was like, "You no. just please go to the nurse." So she goes to the nurse, and the nurse is like super nice to her. She's like, "You were like." 
somebody did this to you. And she's like, but Matt's like, nobody would do that to me. Anyway, these girls are so constantly mean to her and she still hangs out with them. I remember that there was another book called, I think it was Dial L for Loser. And they all auditioned to be in a movie. (laughs) But Claire gets casted because they're auditioning for a nerdy girl. And like the like frumpy girl. And so Massey goes in and she's like, oh my gosh, hi. And like reads all the lines like the popular girl. And so she doesn't get cast. But then Claire does because they tried to sabotage her audition by spilling like a drink on her. So so she goes into the audition and like is almost like on the verge of tears as she does this audition. And then she gets casted. They're like, great. That was pathetic. That's what we're looking for. Oh my gosh. And I, that's it. Those are the random scenes that I remember. But I loved them. And Dylan has red hair. And I, I was like, I want to be Dylan. Because she wasn't the meanest. Massey was the meanest. She wasn't the meanest. (sighs) Problematic books. The other series was, of course, series of unfortunate events. Made me feel better about my life. Because at least I wasn't being like, I, I don't know, drop down an elevator shaft or here's my thing with that. All of the things that was, that was one of the first books that I ever read where I, it was like written in kind of an interactive way. Like I remember, I don't remember what book it was in, but in one of the books, there's like a short chapter that he printed that was printed in like reverse. So you had to hold it up to a mirror to read it. I just read it backwards. Oh, well, like I held freak. it up to, to a mirror. Mostly because I was like, this is so cool! Or, like, there was one point where it was like, Violet knew that she should never, ever, 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 and it had, like, literally two pages, pages worth of Evers. Yeah. of Evers play with fire. And I was like... There was also the pages where they were just black when they, yeah. like, were in the elevator and stuck at the bottom, and it's just black. I freaking... I loved it. It was, like a little bit interactive in that way and I was like lo- I loved that really I liked those books ending. a lot those were books I remember my mom like bought them for me I had a lot of them I don't know where they went over the years but I remember having a hardcover copy of the 13th book uh-huh the end the end did you ever, did you watch good. the show on Netflix with Neil Patrick Harris I watched part of it, but I'm personally partial to the Jim Carrey movie version. As much as I do like the Jim Carrey movie version, I thought they did a really good... I liked the setup of the show. Why they added random characters, I don't know. But I thought that the two episodes, like two hour-long episodes per book, was a wonderful book to movie setup, especially mm-hmm. for a kid's book. That's all you need. I don't need a six hour long version of of uh, the bad beginning. I want a ten hour version of the Percy Jackson book, but I don't need it for the for a series <laughs> of unfortunate events. So I thought that this setup was really good. I, I liked the that. they had pretty they had good actors like they had some cool people in it. Like, Neil Patrick Harris is great. I thought that it was very well done. I think I would like the Netflix version more, except for the fact that Jim Carrey it's like, random garbage lines in the movie were, like, the funniest things on the planet. I mean, like, him, where he's, like, has his, like, acting troupe. And they like mm-hmm. cuts when to he's them, a velociraptor, and, like, <laughs> and he's like, "Let's go back to the prehistoric times when dinosaurs ruled the earth." <laughs> I thought that was the funniest scene, and when they make dinner, they like make this pasta, and then Count Olaf comes in, and he's like, "Where's the roast beef?" I'm like, "Roast beef?" He's like, "Yes." the Swedish term for beef that is Wilson (laughs) it's just to this like to this day when people say roast beef I think of that scene I'm like it's the Swedish term for beef that is (laughs) roasted 
it's like embarrassing because I can't that's one of those ones like you can't quote because people can tell that you're quoting something but then they're like what are you quoting and I was like and they're not um, gonna a know. series of unfortunate okay. events <laughs> Jim Carrey come on Jim Carrey catch up with the times <laughs> oh my oh, gosh man. those were so good though okay honorary mention the giver so good messed us all up the Warriors series with the Gold. cats yep percy jackson don't you worry we your pretty will. little mind we will do a two-hour episode on that um harry potter of course but you already got a small rant, small small rant. rant. half of this episode it's fine um i'd tell you i love you but then i'd have to kill you by ali carter still so to this day good. I picture their hideout and their room that they have to share. And there's the friend, I can't remember her name, but it starts with a B and she's the one that was like really good at like kicking people's butts. And <laughs> I just, I wanted to be them so bad. So bad. I wanted to get so a call bad. from either Hogwarts or this spy school. Like I would like to say though, I read this when I was in junior high. Chelsea read it when she was in college. <laughs> my freshman year of college I, and my one of my roommates had the box set like under her bed and I was like oh I always wanted to read those but I never got around to she's like oh you can borrow them and I was like gonna level with you did not adjust to college well my freshman year mega depressed did any of us had Let's no friends honest. I ended up she's one of my best friends now this this roommate that I borrowed them from um but I was like, okay, and I like borrowed them, read like the whole series in like day and a half. I like didn't sleep that night. So good. Again, one of those books like I know that it was not written for my <laughs> geographic, but it's just such a good book. That's all. Did you mean demographic? <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> I corrected somebody the other day and they're like, not the time. I was like, oh, sorry. I'm so sorry that I've become that person. No, you're right. I meant to say demographic. So I feel like good. we've gone off the rail for this episode. This whole episode. I'm so sorry, everyone. I don't apologize. I think this was fun. <laughs> it's just, there's so many good books that I, I personally think get overlooked because they're quote unquote for kids. But they're yeah. quality books, and I don't think they should be overlooked. That is all. I think, too, looking back on all of these books made me so excited to share these books, like, with either mm -hmm. my niece and nieces and nephews, which I've already done. Like, I, I've already shared stories. Um, has my niece watched almost all the Harry Potter movies? Yes. Obviously. Do I need to bring over my illustrated copies and read it to her? And I will. Trust me. Um, but I'm so excited one day, like if I have the honor of having children, I'm so excited to share these stories because it's these times when I look back to the Dragon Rider or the Chronicles of Narnia and I so vividly remember these first imaginings of these stories mm -hmm. in my brain. And it's so cool. I love being, I love these amazing worlds that these authors write for us and our brains just make them yep science yep. that one for me i don't understand it <laughs> but i think it's so cool i think i think too with more children's books than adult books because a lot of like older fantasy and these stories they do have themes in the books and they do have lessons that they would like to teach but I feel like they're always very adult lessons. But when you go back to these children's books, they have such simple ways of explaining forgiveness and kindness and redemption and all of these things that these kids need to learn. Like kids need to learn that it's okay to make mistakes. Don't sell out your siblings to an evil queen for some whatever Turkish he ate. Delight. Turkish delight. <laughs> but still, it's there are amazing stories that help us teach the next generation in these books. And if we mm -hmm. utilize these characters and, and these stories that are shared, we can do so much. Even my niece, like one time, I can't remember what she was doing, but I was like, Hey, you need to be brave. And she's like, I don't want to. And I can't remember what 
character she was obsessed with at that point. But I was like, you have, oh, it was probably Disney princess. I'm like, you have to be brave like Anna. And she said, okay, I can do it. And like, it was the cute, first off, cutest thing ever. But it's just this character that's designed for these little kids that can teach all of these amazing things. That's my rant. But I feel like, I feel like those are lessons that we as adults still need in our lives. Amen. I feel like we, I feel like people sometimes get a couple of years under their belt and they're like, I'm too good for these childish lessons. I'm like, you know what? If more of humanity took the time out of their day to listen to some of these childish lessons, like really listen, I think the world would be a better place. Personally. I agree. But also don't go back and read the click. But don't go That's back not and one you need to go back click. and read. No. But do read On the Run by Gordon <laughs> Coleman. <laughs> anyway. Beautiful. This is probably going to be our longest episode yet. But I love it. That was super fun. Thanks for being here, guys. Yeah, I no liked regrets. this a lot. <laughs> what are we reviewing next week? Ooh. Well, next week we are going to be reviewing Lore by Alexandra Bracken. It's a very interesting take on some ancient like Greek mythology. And I, I feel like it's one of those books that's all over the place on, like, mm-hmm. Bookstagram and Talk right now. So I'm really excited. I just picked up my copy uh, yesterday. So I'm going to start it tonight, and I'm excited to see how it goes. It'll be fun. Thanks for, thanks for chatting with me, Chelsea. I'm, I heard stories that I had never heard before. <laughs> I know. Seriously. Oh, so good. This is why we're doing this. So good. It'll be so well, fun. everyone... Let us know what's a book that you read as a child that you feel like we didn't talk about and should have. <laughs> yeah. There's so many so, good ones. So hey, have an ones. awesome day. Good luck at work. Go eat some ice cream. Go to McDonald's and get an ice cream cone and let us know if somebody mm-hmm. pays for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Statistically, it, it's it's not great odds, but it might happen. But it's possibility. Or... Yeah. Be the person to buy an ice cream yeah. cone for the person behind you. Stop being so selfish and thinking of yourself. Gosh, guys. Yeah. It's not <laughs> like that wasn't us. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah. see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, everybody. Bye.